Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Malo Lene and welcome to the world in sport. I'm Koro Vakauta. This week, Oceania women's football searches for a challenge to New Zealand's reign. PNG cricket takes an historic step. Guam dominates Micronesian paddling and a victorious Vanuatu pair of women in Asia. But first to women's football. And over the past week, Tonga, the Cook Islands and host Papua New Guinea have attempted to wrestle the crown of Oceania champ of the New Zealand football ferns at the OFC Women's Nations Cup. The tournament's being played in PNG's East New Britain. The OFC head of competitions, Michael Song, says the tournament was purposely placed there to help spread the football gospel. It's the heart of the uh, rugby league country. Uh, As you know, the Papua New Guinea's uh, uh, national sport is uh, rugby league and it's pretty big. And we try to encourage the locals to come to see how it is. And football, as you know, it's a sport for all body shapes. So so you don't have to be big or strong to to play this sport. Uh, It's just fun. And also uh, for uh, women as well, we can uh, encourage uh, girls and uh, women to be active and take part in this sport. How would you describe the strength of women's football in the Oceania region? Women's football, they have made some development, but still there's a lot of work to be done. Uh, Apart from New Zealand, uh, the other teams have not been active to play internet fixtures in the last four years. The last time these guys were, these teams were playing, were 2010, 2011, hence uh, there's a, uh, a gap between the teams. Obviously, there's uh, um, financial constraints. So within the football uh, member association, men's football are competing against the women's uh, football uh, youth level, senior level, and the team, uh, each association has to, I guess, uh, focus on certain things. And women's football. Thanks to FIFA and Oceania, uh, our, our confederation, uh, we are encouraging the teams, associations to take part in as many tournaments as possible so that, uh, you know, this gap is close instead of being uh, more, you know, bigger, getting bigger. How important is it to get a, a second, how would you put it, a, a stronger team to uh, compete against New Zealand around the region? How important is it? It's very, very important. And I think we is slowly getting there. As you know, we, it's, it's, not, it's never a pleased to see uh, one team being too far ahead in beating the opponents uh, by uh, too, too big margins. Uh, earlier in this year, we had um, OFC Under-20 Women's Championship in Auckland in February, and Tonga and Papua New Guinea did really well. They only just to New Zealand by uh, two goals to three, three goals, and we can see that uh, the next generation is very promising, and uh, for FC as well as um, uh, the national associations, they just need to. We just need to ensure these girls are keep playing the sport, uh, keep uh, dedicating themselves to, uh, to the game, so that uh, come next Women's Nations Cup tournament, 
or the next next international fixtures, um, they make more progress. OFC Head of Competitions, Michael Song. Papua New Guinea's national cricket team is set to make history next month, playing its first ever one-day international series from the 8th and 9th of November in Australia. The Hebo Buramundis will face Hong Kong, which is ranked one spot higher in the global rankings at 15. It's another key milestone for PNG, having announced their first full-time professional squad of 16 last month. PNG Cricket's high-performance manager, Raru Dikana, says it's a big moment for the sport. It's just been a long day coming and it's a very exciting time and it's going to be a big thing for Cricket PNG to play in the first uh, ODI series. It's taken a lot of hard work and commitment especially in the administration and also making sure the players get the best opportunity possible to improve and develop in the game. And it's been a team effort and November 8th and 9th will be the days we are now looking forward to, which is going to be a huge occasion for cricket PNG as a cricket nation. Former New Zealand cricketer Deepak Patel, how much of a part is here to play with this successful moment? Deepak's been uh, with uh, cricket PNG for about three months now, he joined us in August uh, this year. He's only new to the setup, and he's just had a first, uh, first assignment. He took the boys down to South Australia, South Australia Cricket Association Premier League uh, competition, where the boys uh, played a series of games against the Premier Division sides of uh, the South Australian Cricket Association Cricket Tournament. In the soccer tournament, uh, they played 50 over, uh, 350 over matches, 20. Two T20 matches and uh, two day, two, uh, three two-day matches. Uh, so, and the boys won one one over match and also won two of the T20s. But unfortunately, uh, they couldn't record a win in the in the two-day matches. They have actually learned a lot from this experience. Uh, but going back to Deepak, I reckon it's going to be a good uh, value to the side uh, given his experience and experience in coaching and playing. Uh, he, he brings a lot of value to the side, especially to ensure the boys are all focused uh, on the task ahead when we play the ODI. We've had um, Andy Bicole as our, our coach, who was a former Australian, and also Peter Anderson, who was a first-class cricketer with in Australia. And sort of, uh, it's been a build-up, like I said, it's been a big kick at uh, coming towards the success we've had, and now Deepak's on board uh, hopefully carries on the, the success the, the previous process have um, uh, left on for him to uh, continue on. And in terms of your opposition in this uh, this first historic ODI series, Hong Kong, uh, how do you feel you'll go against them? I understand they're ranked uh, one place ahead of you, but uh, will you go the, into that uh, series with some sort of confidence? Hong Kong and PNG now because, uh, just a strong rivalry between them, uh, especially Hong Kong have uh, defeated PNG in the last World Cup tournament, uh, which was a bad loss to Hong Kong. And, and they, are, they are a strong side, uh, having just competed uh, in the Asia Cup and also uh, Asian Games. Uh, they have a lot of opportunities that play together as a team. Uh, likewise, we are doing the same to make sure we have the opportunities to play more and more cricket and we've had a good lead up with uh, with the Saka Premier League and I'm sure the boys will be prepared for the challenge that is coming up and I'm, the boys are taking it very seriously given that uh, it's, 
it's a special occasion for them and I believe the boys will come with all guns blazing in the two matches up in Townsville. It must be a pity though that the uh, such an historic occasion can't be hosted in PNG. Do you hope for one day to play internationals there? That'd be very good. Uh, if the old days have played uh, in PNG, and we're looking forward to that day. Uh, at the moment, the, ga- the grounds have all been banned by the government due to the Pacific Games coming up in June next year, so they're doing up the grounds. Unfortunately, we couldn't get the field ready, but I have the regulations on ODI status uh, field, so they need to actually qualify a ground to be, a, to be an official ODI ground to host official ODIs. That's going to be a big challenge as well to, to get our grounds up to ODA standards and then hopefully we'll get uh, our first ODA match on, on home soil. When do you hope to uh, take the next step up from from playing teams like Hong Kong? What's the uh, Is there a vision to one day play uh, even higher opposition? That'd be our ultimate goal to actually play against some of the big boys uh, in the likes of the Australians and the Indians. That'd be, that'd be a huge, huge occasion for Cricket PNG. We are working tirelessly to make sure to make sure that happens. And like I said, I have their own regulations to, to tie up matches with, with the big boys. But uh, if we can hopefully, okay, if we can hopefully establish uh, something with Cricket New Zealand and Cricket Australia hopefully will bring them over to PNG to play us. So that's a long shot, and we are not giving up uh, our our chances to make sure that happens. PNG Cricket's high performance manager Rado Dikana. Last weekend, Guam hosted the 16th Micronesia Cup. The Cup's the biggest outrigger canoe event in Micronesia, and this year's edition included over 50 teams representing seven different islands. Cup chairman Joe Noel says the event was a huge success, particularly for the hosts. It turned out really well. I mean, the, the participation and everything was awesome. The Guam team, Poksai, came in first for their um, 500, and they came in first for the 12 miles. They missed out on the 1,000 meters, but they won first place dominantly on the distance. Coming behind them was Hong Kong, and then behind Hong Kong for third place was another Guam team called Anamuntasi for the distance race. So Guam did well. People may say home, home advantage or just uh, pure talent? It, it was probably home advantage as well. A lot of the Guam teams won. Um, there, there's only two other islands as that podium, which was Palau and Hong Kong. Everybody else was um, from Guam that won. Taipan took one too. And in terms of Hong Kong's uh, success or, or relative success at the event, was, was that a surprise or is, was that to be expected? It was to be expected. Hong Kong is a very strong team. They've always come out strong. They Their mixed team is, is awesome. They're strong. Their women's team and their men's team. So they did really great. And in terms of logistics, when we last spoke, we talked of the size of this event, that it was the biggest out of the uh, you know 15 previous events and uh, in terms of teams and interests and that sort of thing. How did it go logistically? Uh, did everything run smoothly? Everything ran absolutely smoothly. I mean, it's of course it's a, it's a lot of work, but it turned out to be really well. The teams are very supportive. The, the Guam community came out wholeheartedly and supported it, so it turned out really good. Where's the next Micronesia Cup? The next cup is going to be in Saipan. It's an island north of Guam. It's just annually, so that would be next year, yeah? Yes, it's the, um, the last weekend of October every year. 
uh, will be in sight then. And hopefully we can get some teams from New Zealand and Australia to come up. That would be awesome. Yeah, that would be good to link because I, I note that uh, the Cook Islands, you know, on the the other side of the Pacific from you guys, they, they hold uh, big Coffee similar either. events as well. So um, is, it, is it maybe a vision for the future where the whole Pacific could unite under one and, and get at least one race in the calendar? That would that would be incredible if we could do that. I've gone to actually the Vakaiva to race in the Cook Islands twice, and that was incredible down there. Great experience, eh? What are the similarities and differences uh, maybe between the, the styles or, or, or when you go down to other parts of the Pacific, or is it pretty much everyone's linked with the same type of heritage? It's, it's pretty much linked. It's just a, the level of competition. Down in Vakaiva, it was the, the caliber was way up there. Those guys were... They were awesome. They were paddling at a different level than what we were paddling in this area. So it would be great if they came to this region and it would also bring up the caliber as well. Micronesia Cup Chairman Joe Noel. Vanuatu's Golden Beach Volleyball women continue to excel on the world stage. Over the weekend, the pairing of Milipata and Lelinia Mansale defeated Australia in the final of the Asian Beach Volleyball Tour event in Hong Kong. The women lost a close first set 21-18, but responded strongly and took the second set 21-17. In an exciting fight to the finish, they eventually won the third 17-15. They lost only one set during the entire tournament. Vanuatu assistant coach Andrew Nee says things look promising for the pair. It's early days for this new pairing, so they've obviously started off in the best possible way. I'm hoping, well, we're all hoping that this success can continue on to bigger and bigger successes on the world tour and in uh, other competitions. They've headed off to Thailand now for another comp, so that starts the 5th of November. We'll see how they go from there. But yeah, I mean, they started off in the best, best way possible. The first event they've played in over two years um, together, and they've come out losing only one set, and they've won the gold medal. So I think we can ask for... What do you think makes them such a strong pairing in terms of and what what could have possibly led to their victories over the weekend? Um, I think uh, maybe just uh, possibly in a number of different factors. Maybe you know when you start a new pairing, especially one that isn't completely new, so they've played together before, it might be, especially for Lynn, she's just come back into the team. So I think her level of enthusiasm was very high leading up to the tournament, especially at training here in Port Villa for you know, the month or two before they left. She was, I mean, Miller's always been a very hard worker, very professional. Uh, she's been playing internationally since 2009, so she has a very good uh, and professional work ethic. Lynn has been, uh, Lynn being a little bit younger, and obviously for the past year and a half, having not been on the international tours much. She really picked up when uh, when she found out that she was going to be going overseas with Miller. So I think just the increase in intensity in their in their training and their level of commitment and their passion and their discipline, I think that really helped a lot. Also they just Jason just started working with them this year in February. And I think so this was the first time that Lynn had gone away with them, so I'm not too sure. Maybe they, Jason and Lynn, really connected uh, coach and player, as well as Yula. And then Yula is very happy with Jason, so I'm sure going on that performance in Hong Kong, it seems that Lynn is also 
defining well to new coach. I know that uh, Vanuatu Beach Volleyball has a strong social social media presence on, on Twitter, Facebook, so, so on and so forth. How about on island, uh, in the island, in the Vanuatu Islands, is there a, a strong community support b- behind this pair and, and indeed the beach volleyball community? Yeah, definitely. So Lynn and Mila um, originally were born in one of the far northern islands in Vanuatu, very remote island up north. And uh, especially for Mila, because Mila grew up there until she was 17 and then she moved to Port Villa. But in her home village called Motolava, uh, there's a, a huge following for the girls and also a huge following for beach volleyball, especially in uh, in that province. And uh, Lynn in Port Villa, she is from the biggest village in Vanuatu, which is called Mele. And there's a, that's, I think, around 5,000 people in the village. It's about 20 minutes out from Port Villa City. But yeah, there's a, there's a very big following for especially, I guess, towards her since she's become quite a big star over there. So, yeah, there is a big following there. So. And just in general, each volleyball, yeah, it's getting, it's slowly building up, especially in the last few years since the girls have sort of exploded on the world tour. They came ninth in the world championships last year. They've won the Oceania championships a few times. They won the Pacific Team of the Year award a few times. I think all that... Uh, the presence of them on the media and throughout the whole Pacific has helped them grow also in Vanuatu or in Port Villa as well. So we are getting more attention given to the girls you know, on the streets as well, at training. There's done a lot of media events and PR sort of events as well and activities. So, yeah, it all helps. Uh, and I think also what does help as well is there's a lot of uh, sponsors uh, well, not a lot, but there's a, there's a few sponsors, um, especially around Port Villa. Like a lot of the businesses will give us in-kind support. So like free use of the gym or free uh, health insurance or free massages, free yoga. So they also have a, a sort of a vested interest in following the girls and their journey. Vanuatu assistant coach Andrew Nye. And that ends the world in sport for this week. I hope you enjoyed it. I'm Kurovaka Uta, Maumea. Botox Cosmetic, Atabotulinum Toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com.